How's it going, everyone? My name is Eric, and we have Ryan O'Donnell from Replyify today talking about cold email, marketing tactics, and a lot of different things that we're going to be going over today. But I usually like to start these out just going right into it and just having um, you know my guests speak a little bit about themselves, what they do, just so my audience can get some context of what you guys are going to get into for this uh, pretty long interview that we're going to do. So, Ryan, can you go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us about what you do, and uh, you know, just give us some context to who you are. Yeah, great. Thanks for having me here, Eric. I appreciate it. Thanks to everyone listening. I was just telling Eric before we got started, this is not going to be a big commercial uh, for the companies that I run. I'm an entrepreneur, just like most of you. Um, my background is you know, started on Wall Street right out of college, found a job on Craigslist, boiler room style, 500 phone calls a day. Wow. 50 connects, five leads, one account, right? Um, didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, you know, the real money was if I was going to stay in New York for the rest of my life, and I wasn't, right? Um, so I left that. My other passion was marketing, internet. You know, this was circa 2004. So I found a job at a startup and then got recruited to another startup, which ended up selling to Yahoo for three quarters of a billion dollars. Got a chance to run a business unit there. I think it was like 27 years old, uh, growing it from zero to 20 million in revenue, flying all over the world, just living the life. And Yahoo came back and said, there's been a reorganization and Ooh. you can either move to London or Hong Kong or Singapore or take a package. And, and as attractive as those sounded, mm. um, I had a wife who had a fantastic job at Banana Republic at the time. And couldn't make the move. So this was 2010, you know, Facebook was on the come up and I was like, look, let's go, let's build an app. Let's flip it to Facebook for a million bucks mm -hmm. and then figure it out. Um, three years later and three pivots later, that business ceased in operations. And, you know, I remember sitting there with my co-founder who happens, you know, still work together, happens to be, you know, best friends with my wife. And we had all these like personal ways of like, a business can't go off the rails because there's too many things kind of holding the, you know, too much glue holding everything together. Mm -hmm. And I said, look, dude, um, I got caught up in sales, in the sales process. I said, you know, I'd spend all this time going out and building prospect lists and, and trying to guess emails. I said, can you find me something that can easily verify emails? And he built this Chrome extension. Next thing you know, we're launching sellhack.com mm -hmm. um, to build prospect lists and get emails. This was 2014 and, you know, still running that business. And about a year ago, so around 2017, you know, our clients of Sellhack were coming to us and saying, hey, guys, you know, emails are great, but we're not seeing an increase in our business, right? And, mm -hmm. and we're like, all right, tell us what you're doing. They're like, well, we're getting your emails. We're putting them into MailChimp and the MailChimp shutting our account down. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, my guys are sending emails and and they just don't have time to follow up. So, mm -hmm. you know, the light bulb kind of went off and, and we built Replyify. And, you know, we're going to dig into to kind of who we are and what we do with that. But that, that's the story, man. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a hustler by heart. Dad, I got a three kids under six years old, a wife that I love, business that I love, just coming back from Vegas at a conference, um, grinding, you know, I think I rescheduled with Eric like three times. So, uh, 
Uh, my apologies, but I'm glad to be here. I'm going to pause. Not a problem. It was worth it. <laughs> it was worth cool. it. Um, right. That's awesome. No, I, I like that story just because I feel like a lot of people can relate to that because, I mean, there's some entrepreneurs that might be listening that are more the route of they want to start like a service business and do client work. And then maybe there's other people that are more um, involved in like the startup area like you are, want to build like technology or some type of software. And that stuff is like, you know, just super profitable because if you can build a software, you know, you got to maintain it and obviously do lots of updates on servers and everything. But at that point, you're actually building a tool that's so scalable. You know what I mean? It's like as long right. as you have the servers and everything, you're good. So I like your story because you've been all over the place. It sounds like, you know, like really up and big, down, yeah. all around, up and down and all around. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. So, yeah. So um, one thing that I heard you say was that when uh, the people that you were working with at CellHack and you were, you know, uh, the people you were providing your service to, all of a sudden they were saying that they didn't have a good system to go ahead and like follow up with people on cold email or, or just regular email and they were using MailChimp. Um, how, okay, so when that happened, uh, what was your process to go ahead and, you know, come up with Replyify or, you know, like what was that process of that or that transition to going from sell hack to Replyify? Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a, a buy builder partner exercise, right? Where we went out, we made a list of everyone out in the market. You know, Replyify is not the, not the first cold email automation platform on the block, mm -hmm. right? Um, we're certainly not the first, but I think the, the advantage that we had was we had a chance to go out and look at everything. Mm -hmm. We had a chance to play with some systems, you know, dig in and, and see what we liked, what we didn't like. We talked to a bunch of companies out there and ultimately we, we landed on building our own platform. I think one of the biggest reasons for that is, you know, before the first wave of like cold email platforms kind of came in fruition, it was all marketing automation. So it was MailChimp, bef mm -hmm. you know, before that. And then the way that MailChimp sends their emails, um, you know, they're meant for a different, they're meant for potentially the same person as a business owner. I have prospects and I have clients, right? MailChimp is meant for my clients who've opted in to send them nurture and newsletters and things like that. They send through their email, uh, through their IP addresses. So the emails that are getting sent are actually coming from MailChimp, not from me. Um, and that's good and bad. Uh, it, on, on the cold email front, the bad part about that is when you send a cold email, the first spam check that happens is the receiving mail server says, hey, Ryan, looks like you have an email to send to Eric. Um, you know, and, they, and the mail server goes and looks at, you know, all the stuff under the hood, the DNS records, the, the MX records, the mail exchange records in your DNS settings that kind of say, you know, okay, Gmail sending is sending this. If MailChimp is sending it underneath, they see that MailChimp sending it, like the, the system can detect it. Now, the next rule is if this is Ryan's first time contacting Eric in a cold email scenario where I'm a business owner, I want to make an introduction and have a conversation but I'm sending it through a bulk or mass automation system that's detectable, mm -hmm. what happens to that email? Spam, mm -hmm. right? Or promotions folder. So MailChimp's taken the perspective where they say, look, we don't want to damage our IP addresses. We just don't allow cold email anymore, right? So then the next level is like mail merge systems, right? These, these systems that you load up a, a series of email addresses and you have a template and it just rocket fires these emails out. Well, the problem with that is your mail server can detect that. And when they detect that you're using Gmail 
to blast out, you know, these, these, you know, very impersonal emails in, in rapid fire, Gmail doesn't like that because they don't want to proliferate spam. Mm -hmm. So what we noticed in kind of going through that exercise was a lot of platforms were just glorified mail merge systems, Mm. right? And a lot of platforms were built, you know, maybe going a step beyond the glorified mail merge, but they had too many inefficiencies that just made them inefficient. And, and we, we called it annoying, you know, they were annoying to work with. You want to make it an edit to a live campaign. You can't duplicate mm. the campaign, start fresh. So now I've got two campaigns that are the same thing, data in one data in the other. And I'm trying to keep track of, of who's in what. So I think we approach Replyify with a fresh lens of saying, look, we know what's out there in the market. We've sent a lot of business to a lot of other places and we had the chance to go in and, and, you know, design Replyify to be a service for us first. And our DNA is all over this thing as business owners and, and startup people and, mm-hmm. and, you know, grinders at the top of the funnel and B2B, our DNA is all over that. And I think that's what, you know, that's what comes through in the product, right? The automation should never look automated and it should be easy and efficient to work with. Got it. Yeah. No, I like that a lot because a lot of people, when they try to think of like an idea for an app or even a business, they don't even like go to the market to see if there's like a bigger problem they can solve. They kind of just like, oh, this seems like a good idea. I'll move forward. And then they waste like a million dollars. <laughs> so I made that mistake in, in 2010 through mm-hmm. 2013. And yeah, we wasted about a half a million dollars Yeah, doing that. So it, at this point, it's like, you know... It, you can use cold email to test out a market or a niche or a vertical or a service without having to, to go all in on it. Mm-hmm. Right. And have those conversations. And that's the best, that's the best part of it for a business owner. I'll give you for an agency, for mm-hmm. example, we work with a lot of agencies. I think one of the biggest trends we've seen in the last couple of years is it, in, the last, in the last six months, let me refine that last six months, we've seen a huge trend in top of the funnel outbound agencies, folks who were typically, you know, designing logos and doing some website design, maybe some SEO, maybe some Facebook ads, all of a sudden they're opening up a new revenue stream and going back to their clients and saying, Hey, look, you're a, you're a product or a service company selling something B2B. Um, what if we could find you some more leads, right? And going out and, and opening up a new line of business. Well, they they tested that out with cold email, right? Mm-hmm. And then they dog food the own the, their own tech that they're touting. It's like I found you via cold email. We're going to do the same thing for you and find you customers just like this. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's been it's been this groundswell of of activity. Um, and experimenting is is one of the the best things that that we like to see people do when they're leveraging cold email. And I'll, I'll dig into that in a little bit if you want to if you want to push me on it. But I think the experiments that cold email allows is really what helps a business, you know, fail or succeed very, very quickly and test the market with little mm-hmm. out of pocket. Yeah, no, that's right. And like, you're you're 100% right. I've seen like a trend where agencies are now offering cold email as a service. And it's been super useful. You know, what I mean, now, like the only difficult part um, that like the agency kind of has to figure out how to connect is um, where to get the email addresses from <laughs> to cold email. So that's like a whole right. different thing that can be. And we have an integration with Cellhack, and, yeah. and, and that's where the emails come from. You don't, we kept the, the companies and the platforms separate just because, you know, we didn't want to 
harangue anyone into like, okay, if you want to use our cold email tech, you have to use Cellhack because some folks use other things, right? Or they have a team or outsourcers somewhere doing it. And we didn't want them to have to change the process or feel like they were crammed in anything. But yeah, at the top of the funnel, finding prospects, getting their emails efficiently, and then you know, automating personalized emails at scale, mm-hmm. it's, it's the truth at the top of the funnel. Mm-hmm. And I think where a lot of companies get mixed up is they're like, all right, well, we got a CRM and, and all this other stuff that we got to fold in. And it's like, ignore that. You, we're the filter. We're the top of the funnel filter. Find your leads, send them cold emails. You get a thousand leads. Let's say you get a hundred people reply back that they're interested. Why would you put 900 people in your CRM and pay yeah. for them and have to dig through that mess and, and, and spaghetti and figure out like, you know, who's interested, who's not. We're a filter, right? Send a thousand, a hundred shakeout, push the hundred in your CRM, Use that to manage your pipeline. Let the 900 just sit and mellow and replyify. They don't cost you anything. Yeah. And focus on the 100 that are interesting, right? And for a business owner or a founder or a consultant, you know, anyone listening to this, like if you're struggling with that, with the mess of, you know, doing blog posts and SEO and sales and, and customer retention and books and billing, um, you need to find ways to cut costs somewhere and, and, you know, your business is never going to grow unless you find new customers. Mm-hmm. And it's all about building a process of, you know, predictable, repeatable revenue. Yeah. Systems are everything because, yeah, exactly what you just said. When you're a consultant stuff, you've got to do all these different things. And it's like when you can, if, if there's a software out there that can automate what you're trying to do, do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and at least if it does it well, like Replyify. So, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I've put a lot of systems in place, such as Replyify, that help out a lot. And when you have the systems, you can sit back a little more and just focus on what's important, which I like a lot. So an email is still something that people check a lot. Um, you know what I mean? Like it's it's probably like, you know, people think LinkedIn is one of the best places to go ahead and, um, you know, get a business owner's attention. And it's really high up there. But I'd probably say if, if like on the same level, if not just a little bit more, business owners tend to check their email, <laughs> you know, even though they get yeah. a lot of them more than, than LinkedIn, just because, you know, they don't, they're LinkedIn's not at that point yet where it's like, like Facebook, where you check it like, you know, every half hour or something like that. They just haven't become that platform. So email. When LinkedIn still- does a, an integration into Gmail and allows me to see my, my LinkedIn messages inside of my my G Suite account, my primary email, now we're talking, mm-hmm. right? Until then, it's like, you got to catch me around beer 30 on a Friday, yeah. right? <laughs> of just kind of like closing tabs and knocking things off the list, you know, and, and going through that. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to that point, though, just to, to riff on that, mm-hmm. the one versus other, the email versus LinkedIn versus phone versus, you know, Facebook lead ads or anything, in my book, it's it, that most people don't do. It's the combination of at least two of them, right? And it's hitting them in different mediums, and because not everyone's gonna be email first or or phone first or is gonna be on their Facebook all the time. But it's you know if you're a I don't know how old you are, but um, I go back a ways, and you know I'm a big Seinfeld fan from back. In, that was like the show. There was no DVR or oh, anything, yeah. but I remember like George. Um, mm-hmm you know, had like Costanza, like, like, you know, Susan couldn't get Costanza, you know, these beautiful women couldn't get Costanza out of their head. And that's what I'm talking about. You want to hit these folks on different levels. So they're like, all right, I just saw this person here. 
you know, you want to leave a breadcrumb by visiting their profile on LinkedIn. So they see that you actually did the research Mm -hmm. and looked at their profile so that when they see that you cold emailed them, it sends a signal that you didn't just buy a list, right? Mm -hmm. That you specifically, and it's all those nuances. It's playing them off of each other, right? It's stringing your phone calls together. And, you know, we have a setting in Replyify so you can add non-email related activities like LinkedIn and Twitter and phone calls, right? Mm -hmm. And you can set them to be contingent or the campaign to be contingent um, to continue sending emails on that action being completed. So I can set a LinkedIn connection request. And when I mark that done inside of Replyify in the to-do section, um, only then will the next email automatically sends out that says, hey, Mark, you know, um, I know you're busy sending you a couple of emails, didn't hear back. I just connected with you on LinkedIn. Um, you know, maybe there's a good time for us to connect in the next couple of weeks, right? All mm-hmm. of a sudden that does not scream automation. And I think folks are getting, you know, your recipients are getting more and more cold emails because of people like me, right? <laughs> and people like you listening and you, Eric, you know, who are sending them emails. And, it, you know, so I think, you know, stepping Stepping out from the pack and adding personalization or setting up your campaign sequences so it's not just a rapid fire email, mm-hmm. but you have some thought process behind it and some some other work that you're doing that's gonna, you know, chip in the you know, you can't get lazy with cold email and just sit back and I guess you can. We 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 see people do it. Mm-hmm. But I think the value in cold email comes when you take all the time that you're sending, take half of that time. And do something that doesn't scale. Make a phone call, send an email, you know, schedule an ad, create a custom audience, you know, mm-hmm. from a bunch of emails, and and do some some ad targeting. Like you know, that combination is is where we really tend to see, um, you know, really significant results from campaigns getting run. Yeah, it's true, and that's the funny part. Like sometimes when I talk to business owners or just consultants, other people like me. They, um, they always have that mentality. It's, it's, it's one or the other. And it's like, no, with digital marketing, like just in general, like you need to hit people on every platform just so it builds that authenticity or like that, that trust. And they know that you're like a real human being (laughs) that actually wants to connect with them, not just like some bot. So I agree with you there. Yeah. Having the, let me, let me riff one more kind of add one more fold to that depending on the numbers that you need, right? And and figuring out, you know, I think the goal of cold email, or at least the mistake that we see early on, someone will come to us and say, hey, look, I got a list of 20,000 people. I want to send these people cold emails, send them one email and just keep kind of like regurgitating. We don't work with people like that. Mm -hmm. Um, We would rather see a consistent approach where you come at it saying, look, I need five more meetings a week because I'm going to close one of them every week in order to get five meetings a week i need to send out you know i need to contact 250 people a week right and that's how you create your process to figure out what your numbers are Mm -hmm. now that said you know throwing everyone into one campaign isn't the truth right that's not going to do it Where where we see the biggest impact from cold email campaigns that's a good place to start but the the biggest benefit to cold email is when you can create derivative campaigns mm-hmm. of your original campaign yep. and start to tweak them, right, based on title and company size and industry and product offering. And then you go out and you start to build lists specific to campaigns that you're running. You got five campaigns, maybe you're working on five different lists on Cellhack. 
Um, and then you look for uncommon commonalities, right? So I just did a campaign for like, you know, B2B salespeople who went to the same colleges I did. And we're in, fr- and, and another one for the same fraternity and another one for, you know, people who live in the same geographic region. And I play on stuff, right? It's like, like go Buckeyes, you know, go Cavs, you know, use some like, you know, fratastic stuff in the, <laughs> in, in the fraternity. But like, these are things that get people to open and engage, right? And maybe you have a dream list of customers, right? You have like these 10 customers that, that you want to work with and, and they would change your life. Those are the people who you should at least be calling. Because maybe you can't make 250 phone calls, but you can certainly create a a small campaign. We have you know fully automated emails and semi-automated emails to add extra personalization. You can add a phone call step in. You can really start to to tweak out some of your campaigns while you have those more general campaigns and just let those do their thing on a volume play. But pick a segment, pick a group, and spend some extra time on those folks and you know, it's all about experimenting, right? Run some different experiments. And when you find something that works, double down. Yeah. The more personalization, the better, (laughs) like it, like the more, like you just said, you gave like, you know, tons of different, I would almost call them like targeting options where it's like, you know, those people are in your fraternity, those people went to your college or, you know, all that. And it's like the more of that you can do, the better. Like if you can have like five personalization things in an email, just to make it that much more like uh, customized or contextual to them, like they're going to respond. So your conversion will probably go up like a lot. So I agree with you there. Um, so the next thing that I'd, I'd want to ask for uh, Replyify is, you know, I know you wanted to, to get on here and share some cold email tactics. Um, one thing, you know, you do have a blog post where it's like how to avoid the spam folder. One thing I'm interested for myself is how do you, because the spam folder is one thing, that's like the graveyard. But how do you avoid the promotions area? That's something that I um, I I don't know if it's basically the same thing, um, but yeah, could you share how to avoid the promotions tab or the social, well, social tab is like social media, but yeah, how to, how to, how to avoid yep. the promotions tab. And then we're going to link either in the show notes or in a follow-up, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll link everyone to the blog post. Um, if you're listening to this, you can pull up a new tab, just, just search Replyify blog, get to our blog. It's a post, it's the cold emailers guide to deliverability is mm-hmm. the, is the long kind of SEO friendly title. Um, first and foremost, uh, actually read the post. I'm going to, I'm going to cover some, some top level stuff right out of the gates. Um, you need to have an SPF record on your DNS settings in your domain host provider. I probably just lost some folks. Okay. So what that, what that means, so you bought your, your email or you bought your domain on GoDaddy, right? Mm -hmm. There's DNS settings there, right? Your DNS settings are basically, it's like a phone book for the internet, right? Because your website isn't replyify.com. It's really like 1234.56.80. It's just how the internet's categorized. Your DNS is the phone book. It kind of brings all that together. In your DNS settings, you have um, you also have your, your MX records, which are your mail exchange records. It tells it tells the system like who's managing your email, whether it's Outlook or Gmail or, or GoDaddy's providers, for example. Mm-hmm. Along with those records, you have something very, very important called the SPF record. It's a text record. Just do a search, look at our blog, look at the post that I'm, I'm telling you all about. Your SPF record is like not having an SPF record is like trying to get through customs without a passport. 
It's not going to happen, right? So you're going to get put in the detention area until someone from Homeland Security comes to interview you, mm. okay? Um, that's the promotions folder or that spam. So if you don't have an SPF record, your emails are probably going to spam and you just don't know it, mm. right? So an SPF record is table stakes. You have to have it. There's other layers of authentication. Get an SPF record. Make sure that you have one before you start sending cold email or really any email. Get an SPF record. Um, read that post, make sure you check and, and look at your, your domain, um, you know, kind of reputation. There's some different checks that, that we put in there, but the SPF record is, is the single point of failure for email. Okay. Um, the main way to stay out of spam or promotions, it's all about engagement. Okay. And we'll have a lot of folks come to us and say, just ask us that question. Like, how do I stay out of the spam traps or the promotions folder? And it's like, it's like asking an SEO dude how to rank on page one of Google for a search term. You know, it's a big black box, but there are things you can do to increase your likelihood of doing it, an SPF record being one of them. Um, but the secret sauce is deliverability, or sorry, is engagement. The secret sauce for deliverability is engagement. Mm -hmm. And that's people opening, clicking, and replying to your emails. Um, you know, a lot of other things factor in that, like the number of bounces you have, spam trigger words that you use, you know, your image to text ratio in there. All this is in the blog post. I won't spend too much more time, but it's engagement, right? So if you're writing emails and you're coming into this saying, look, I got a list of 5,000 people. I'm just going to blast these people with emails. And three of your 10 emails says, hey, I sent you an email, didn't hear back. You still want to talk? And that's all it says, like you're just annoying that person. You're not mm -hmm. adding value, right? So you're copywriting for your emails, starting at the subject line and going all the way through the call to action and the sign off, even the time of the day that you send them needs to scream, I am not sending this with a third party system, right? I'm not just spamming you and spamming everyone else. It needs to scream something like, I found you, I research you specifically. Because I think that, you know, I think I'm cool. I think you're cool. I think that, you know, you would get some sort of benefit from working with me. Want to learn more? That's basically what you're saying, but in different ways. You're persuading that person to engage with you. And that engagement, the clicking, the opening, the, the replying, um, you're writing persuasive content, right? Just like a, a, someone who's writing ads is trying to persuade the person reading them and doing it in a very, you know, very, you know, very catchy kind of, you don't have very many characters when you're writing ads. Mm -hmm. The same approach should be taken with cold email, short and sweet. So the subject line needs to get attention and get the open. You need to write, you know, three to five sentences max. Keep your, keep your links limited. Um, don't attach big files. Don't put videos. Don't put pictures. Those all hurt, right? You mm -hmm. want to make it look like, like, you know, an email to a boss from a boss that they could, you know, the test is if they're sitting on the toilet in the morning, rolling through their emails, that your email is concise enough that they could engage with it and reply back to you and not just delete it because it's too long and they don't have time for it. Right. Mm -hmm. Short, sweet to the point, using different tactics and persuasion methods to get different folks to engage and offer. Right. Um, a case study uh, you know, comparing them to a competitor, right. Or playing to their competitive advantage. There are different ways to engage. We write about this on our blog. 
inside of Replyify, we link you out to a bunch of templates that we've tested and vetted. And we even have like a our own kind of internal cold email campaign writing guide to help you kind of brainstorm how to write these different types of uh, of uh, persuasive uh, you know email campaigns. Mm-hmm. I've looked at a lot of the resources and they've definitely like changed the way that I think about cold email because I had you know I, I started with one template and one everything and then I was like and then I read all that and I was like oh my god I'm doing it so wrong so I I changed you know a lot of it. And now it seems to you know be working a little bit better. Or I'm more happy with like the way that I convey my message and stuff. So it's good. And then one thing. Um, so with the SPF record, now correct me if I'm wrong, but um, if you sign up for your uh, like business, you know, at yourcompany.com um, email address through G Suite, and then connect it directly to Replyify through you know signing in through Google uh, G Suite. I think that it like because when I looked at it, it looked like it automatically put the SPF record and everything in there. If you if you buy your domain through Google and then use G Suite to send your emails, I believe it's automatically there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you bought your domain through GoDaddy and you're sending through G Suite, paying them like five or ten bucks a month, uh, it's not automatically there. Okay. Right? Um, you may have just set it up because you you know you were following the instructions and one set of instructions might have told you to do it right Mm -hmm. um but on average i don't want to say on average at least five i have at least five conversations a week five demos a week with new prospects who we've either cold emailed and got them on the phone or they found us and 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 we're having a conversation at least five conversations a week i catch someone off guard and they don't have SPF records, mm. right? And some of those are proactive, some of those are reactive, right? Where we'll get a new client, they'll start sending emails, they'll say, hey, you know, 25 emails went out today. And I sent them to my wife as a test or my team members and they're in spam. And then my account, you know, stops sending emails. And it's like, I do an SPF check, they don't have it. And then they go put it in. The challenge is as soon as you make a change to your core DNS settings, you don't go back to zero, but you go back, you, mm. you get reset. So you need to warm things up again. Um, fortunately inside of Replyify, because this is what, this is where we live. Um, we have a warm up account feature, um, for brand new accounts or for email accounts that just updated their SPF record and kind of reset their sending. The warm up account is going to help to kind of throttle how many emails you send per day automatically and help to kind of ease that spike, you know, and kind of smooth out your deliverability so you stay off of the radars. Got it. Okay, so that makes sense. Right. Um, All this is in that blog post, and and we're going to link to it. Um, go sink your teeth into the the cold emails guide to deliverability. Yeah, no, it's a good resource, guys. Go check it out. Um, now, one other thing. So I know you know earlier we talked about you know you saw some problems in the marketplace um, with like cold emails. So you guys created your own. If you could. Um, quickly describe, I guess, why someone should choose Replyify over any platform they may be using now or thinking about using. Yeah. Um, depends who I'm talking to, but I'll, I'll give you some, I'll give you some, some high level ones right out of the gates. Um, our core and our DNA is at the top of the funnel in sales. We've been here since, since 2014, we built Replyify as not the first kid on the block or the first platform 
but we built it after having seen everything else and, you know, being able to build fresh and start from scratch and, and, you know, build things in a certain way that just make it easy and efficient to work with. Um, another kind of component, one of our, our core tenants is automation should never look automated. In Replyify, it's impossible to send an email out that's misformatted where you have something like, hi, insert first name here, right? That'll never happen. Our variables, which are like the inserts, will never allow for the text of the insert, you know, the insert, you know, the company name, insert company name here, that'll never show. We have fallback values, right? So that'll never happen. Our emails, each email can be, you know, set out at a certain time of day. You can control exactly how many emails go out um, per, you know, in your account. You can control how many, you know, new contacts are activated in a particular campaign. You can warm up your account. We have all the safety settings, controls to make sure that your emails never look automated to your recipients, to your mail server, because you certainly don't want to get your email account shut down, um, or to the ISP addresses. So I think deliverability, full control, and then ease of use are, are you know, where, we, where we skew ahead of the rest. What we've kind of figured out is like one niche that we're you know, building a lot of kind of tools and functionality for, and we see a lot of it, are teams. And it can be a, a, a team of, you know, we work really well for, for SDRs um, who might manage five account executives cold email campaigns who don't want to be bothered with it. We work really well for agencies who manage, you know, 10 clients and five email accounts per client. One of the features that we have that's really cool is uh, switch accounts. Right. So with one click and a drop down, you can teleport into another account that's on your team. It could be a coworker. It could be a, a client. Most other systems out there, you're logging out, you're logging back in. You've got to get everyone's username and password. You got to use incognito windows. It just gets clunky with us. It's one click. And I think, you know, those are the things that that set us apart from the pack. Got it. Awesome. No, I'm glad because, yeah, I, I mean, even before, you know, like everybody does their research nowadays with like software because you're kind of in it for the long haul. Um, and yeah, when I just looked at a lot of other ones, they just don't have the same level of like features. And like, it's like, uh, it's like cohesiveness, you know what I mean? Like, kind of like you're bringing up where it's like, you need it, it's so clunky and everything. And like, you guys have just worked on Replyify where you need to or you guys can make an edit where there's a problem. So if someone has an issue like if you guys find an issue like two months from now, you're like, oh my God, like let's add that feature. And then within, you know, I don't know, maybe a couple months, the features or maybe even a couple weeks, I don't know, the uh, feature is added right away. So you guys have the, the customer, you know, customization to just address people's problems really quick. And basically, you know, if any other email platform was to come up, then you guys can just, you know, add a similar feature and then it would probably just blow them out of the water. So yeah. And, and a lot of that, you know, we built it with that in mind. You know, had we built this three years ago, we would have been stuck in the same, you know, it, 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 you call it technical debt, right? It's like we've built all this stuff and we have this this platform, but we can't, there's only so much we can do. And if we're going to add this feature, we have to rewrite this entire thing and it's going to take two months. We built things in a certain way, just kind of, you know, having built software for a while that we can spin up new features and functionality really, really quickly. And we listen to our clients, um, uh, customer support. Like we answer questions with answers and context. 
not just articles. We get back to you. I mean, we, all the time, you know, we'll get folks coming to us saying, Hey, I've been waiting three days for this company to get back to me. And you guys took, you know, 30 seconds or two minutes. And then you got on a call with me and helped to explain something to me. And that's the kind of stuff that, that, you know, it doesn't scale. It's not, you know, the most efficient model, but it's how we built and, and, and how we run our business. Right. We, we love what we do. Like, this isn't just like, how can we go out and make some money? Cause we want to do like a tech based start. Like we, we love this. Right. And we love people coming in who are green to this and, and uncertain and, you know, maybe read something, but have never, have never worked with this. We have, you know, the features, but also the knowledge and, and the resource articles and stuff that can help to get you to, you know, a, a, a pretty efficient level of, of understanding so you can get something live and testing and not feel like you've got to under, you know, learn this, you know, juggernaut of a platform. If you can write an email and you can write a follow-up email, you can use Replyify, right? You just let the dog eat and mm-hmm. fill it up with contacts as much as you need it, you know, mm-hmm. using cell hack or, or whatever else you're using to, to upload a file. Um, and I hope that comes through and it sounds like it has in, in this conversation here and in our product as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, guys, if anybody that's watching this right now, whenever I had a question, Ryan got back to me super quick and would either, yeah, would like give me context of like actual writing back like details and then also put the article <laughs> in case I needed right. more stuff. So very customer service oriented and that, yeah, it's, it shines through in a lot of the company. And, um, the thing that, yeah, people just, people just want human connection. You know what I mean? Like some, they don't want some bot sending them articles and a lot of chat bots are doing that now where if you have a question, they'll just send you an article and it kind of helps, but it's like, I'd rather talk to a person. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, nowadays with social media, it's like human connection is becoming, you know, not, not so uh, important. It seems like to a lot of companies. So I'm glad you do that. Um, now with uh, like other, you know, cold email tips and things like that, would you, um, now you've already answered this question for me before, but just for the audience, um, would you recommend using a separate email account from your normal one uh, to do cold email if you're just starting out? Yeah, it it depends. Um, Depends on volume, Mm -hmm. right? And depends how, how nervous you are, right? Or, or, you know, um, how big your organization is at the end of the day, I always like to have something in my back pocket, right? So if you don't have an alternative domain, if you don't have your .co or .net or get replyify or, or whatever, just go get it, right? Spend 10 bucks a year on GoDaddy and go buy it. Um, set up an email account. Um, there's, you know, freeish options or, you know, spend money on, on Google five bucks a month. Mm-hmm. I like to have something in my back pocket. Um, like a good bottle of wine or a good bottle of scotch, mm-hmm. just kind of, just, just maturing, mm-hmm. right. Aging. Yeah. Um, cause you never know. Um, you can, you know, you don't need to be worried about sending cold emails from your domain. If you're, you know, not getting overly aggressive with your message or with, with the volume of emails that you're sending out. Um, but there might become a time where you're ready to scale up and do that. And you might not want to have any potential, you know, harm to your, your domain, your, your main domain that that's where you send out your customer, you know, your onboarding and your, your, you know, receipts and, and confirm your, your account emails. 
you might just want a little bit of separation. So the, the long and the short of it is if you don't have an alternative domain or email address, go get one. Um, you can start on your primary email to start with. That's fine. Um, start to warm up your second email account just to get that ready. And then when you feel like you're ready to scale or if someone you know on the marketing team gets wind that you're sending cold emails at scale and they tell you you can't do that, be ready to to shift gears and go with, you know, uh, uh, getreplyify.com, for example. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, I like to have at least at least one in my back pocket. Mm-hmm. Good idea. Good idea. Because yeah, if you, it's always good to have a backup. Because like if you yeah, if you mess up your main domain, it's just not a good idea. So um, one other thing that I just thought of, kind of a off or not off topic, but um, when you so what I've seen in some people's cold emails is instead of doing like replyify.com, you know, just their normal domain, they'll have like mail.replyify.com, like they'll have a subdomain be their email address. One thing I, you know, I'm not um, sure if it was included in one of the articles, but does that to Google, does that count as a completely different domain? Because no. it's, okay, so it's the same thing. No, it, it, it's not the same thing, but it's not completely different. Nope. Right. You still have. You can still connect the dots. Google still connects the dots. Right. So if you're really shady and you think that like mail dot, you know, your website dot com is going to like, you know, give you immunity or, or some indemnification against any kind of downside because you're 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 sending like teeth whitening ads to consumers. Um, it's not going to help. Right. Um, it does. So it does provide some separation because of the subdomain. And, and if there is any kind of downside or residual impact, cause you, you, you just send a bunch of spam or, or you emailed a lot of the wrong people with the wrong message. Um, it can provide some cover and protection for your, for your main domain. Um, but at the end of the day, they're, they're, they're tied together in some capacity. So you can start there as one level of separation from your, you know, from your, 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 your main domain. But at the end of the day, I like to have a, a lookalike, a similar domain. Um, one other thing on, on that note is that if you're going to use an alternative domain, like a replyify.co or a yourcompany.net, for example, make sure that you have the worst way to do it is to have it just be a parked page. That's the worst. Don't do that. You're better than that. Um, at the very least, set a redirect. You can set like a 302 or 303 redirect so that anyone who goes to replyify.net, it'll redirect into replyify.com. The best way to go. Sorry. So I, before I forget, um, if so if you have like a .co email address, now I don't know how smart Google is. So if you have a .co and it forwards to your .com, does like when you send an email, does Google follow that all the way to the end and realize they can, they're, they're smart enough to see it, but it's also, so, you know, it's better than the mail dot. Yeah. Okay. Got in it. terms of separation, you know, the, 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 it's better than a mail dot. Um, because the, yeah, the, there's, there's separation there. Now, if you forward it to your other domain, you got a little bit more connection there. So what I like to do, I like to have, um, you should have a landing page, right? Just make that replyify.net. Just just trick that out as a landing page. You don't even need to build a whole new website. Get something like Unbounce or or whatever. Just 
just like trick out a landing page, make it specifically like, you know, conversion centric for your cold emails and, you know, set that up. So best case, you have a, an alternative domain in the landing page, um, you know, a little bit worse than that alternative domain and a redirect worse than that alternative domain on a parked page. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it, and all of this for the folks here listening, this isn't as difficult as, as hopefully what it's sounding. There are a lot of complexities here, but if you have like a, a tech resource or if you're, if you, you know, if you set up your own, um, you know, MX records and you bought your domain and you can get into your DNS, this is a, a five minute tweak. You know, if you can build a landing page, how long does it take anyone today to build a landing page? You know, it's a, it's a half day project at the most. If you want to spend some time, like, you know, really tricking it out, but these are all steps that you can put in place to have a lot of success with cold email and kind of, you know, eschew any of the, the, the worries about potentially doing harm to your domain. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you don't want to do any of that other stuff, you know, I don't see any issue sending cold emails from your primary domain, as long as you're keeping it, you know, kind of, you're not maxing out Google's, you know, 1000 or 2000 sending limit per day, and you're getting people engaging and replying and clicking your emails, then yeah, just keep it on your primary domain. I send cold emails on my primary domain. I also send them on alternative domains, but I certainly send them on, on a primary, the alternative ones give me a bit more volume and allow me to try out some different things when I'm testing out, you know, different tactics or, or whatever. Got it. Awesome. But, and then uh, another thing was, so because you have a, um, you know, a, a software company, what, like, what do you think are the best email, like, and just, you know, you can keep it pretty general, but like email funnels or email follow-ups and stuff like that for a software company? And then what is the best general concepts for just like a normal, I guess, you know, product or service company? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, would it be like a demo or a, like a, like you give some value first and then a demo or like the, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like the follow-up sequence. So your, your call to action needs to be simple, it needs to be easy to commit to, right? A quick call, a demo, um, you know, can I get an account upgraded for you? Right. Can I juice up an account for you? Right. I might use that in a later, in a later email after I've already suggested a call. I mean, who wants to be, who wants to be pitched or demoed? Can I share an idea with you? Right. Can I, you know, tease them and then, and then say, you know, love to hop on a call and, 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 you know, let's get a demo scheduled. And after that I can set up, you know, I'll, I'll buy your first month. I'll upgrade an account for you, you know, give them a reason to want to hop on a call and not just be pitched. Mm-hmm. Right. So in my emails, you know, I'll typically start, you know, first email quick kind of intro, but like I tell them how I found them and why, why I think they're cool and why I think we should talk. My next email in my next email might be something to the effect of, you know, um, I know you're busy circling back just in case, you know, you miss this message. My third email might be, um, you know, I might give them some, some content to read, you know, um, maybe you didn't reply to my first email cause you know, you don't reply to cold emails, but you know, here's something that we did for another company and, and I'll link them out to, I'll link them out to something. Um, next email, I might offer him something, 
might say, Hey, you know, Hey Eric, I know you're busy. Um, you know, I'd like to offer you something. Now you can't sell them because that's violates can spam, but you can offer, you can see if they're motivated by that. Next email after that, it might be something like, Hey, I know you're busy. One, two or three, one, um, I should keep reaching out, you know, keep following up with you Two, like, you don't care about this and I should leave you alone. Three, you want to book that, that meeting, schedule a link. Next email, I'm going to say, I'm going to give them a chance to bow out. Because after five emails of ignoring someone, you kind of feel like, you know, I just ignored this dude five times. Like, I kind of feel embarrassed if you have any empathy <laughs> that now you're going to reply back. So I'll give someone a chance to bow out, right? I'll say, maybe you're busy. Is there someone else I can speak with at your company? And I'll give them a chance to forward to forward me off, mm-hmm. right? And I like to tease rather than throwing a ton of content at people. Like I like to save that for the PS, right? Rather than just saying, "Hey, you never met me before. Here's what I think I can do. Now go read this white paper, right? I'll make my pitch, and then in the PS I'll say, you know, hey, if you're if you're the kind of person who likes to, you know, read stuff to you know to you know to get proof for why this would work." Here's, you know, 18 pages on email deliverability, mm-hmm. right? Go to town. So it, it, it all depends on, you know, who your target market is, who your prospect is, what they're doing every day. Like, is, is it someone, you know, is it, a, is it an accountant or is it a startup CEO, mm-hmm. right? Who's 26, right? And, and not, I'm not juxtaposing those two, but like, you're going to talk to those people differently, yeah. right? I send, I send emails at 10 o'clock on Sundays for startup founders. And I reference the fact that they're probably watching Game of Thrones, uh, <laughs> you know, with their laptop on their lap, like me. And I have a campaign in the, in the fall or in the winter when Game of Thrones is on that that's, that's like email four goes out on a Sunday and that's what it says. Mm-hmm. And it breaks. So again, you got to know who you're talking to. You have to write campaigns that are, positioned to communicate effectively to the prospects that you found. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You got to like, kind of like we were talking about earlier, you got to personalize to the like most maximum level that you can go. And the more like, like I, I like the game of Thrones thing and like little touches that, like that, because what happens is because so many people just receive this stuff like on a daily basis when you when they get the game of thrones joke or something like that they like instantly connect and they're they actually pay attention so right. i like that a lot um, right. but i don't like the dinosaur chasing the person in the email when it says like why haven't you replied to my last five emails and then it's like you know you're not interested or there's a dinosaur chasing you and it's like this big picture of a dinosaur like cha- like i think that's that's cheesy and i see a lot of people doing stuff it's <laughs> wait what this is like <laughs> Cold e- I could, I'll send you some templates after. This is like cold email 1.0, probably back in like 2014, 15. All the like template gurus and cold email gurus, one of their follow-up emails was like, you know, it was similar to the one that I just gave you with, hey, I know you're busy. You know, one, you want me to keep following up with you. Two, you know, you want to book that demo. Mm-hmm. Or three, you haven't followed up with me because, you know, there's a dinosaur chasing you or there's, you know, your apartment's flooding, just like weak, Uh-oh. weak, weak <laughs> stuff. And they're putting big pictures in there and oh I don't see as much anymore, but it's like, you know, anyways, the templates that, that we have on Replyify, we've kind of filtered all that, all that junk out and, mm. and, you know, we try to keep it as, you know, 
like ad libs or mad libs like fill in the blank you know mm-hmm. and, and so check those out so there, fun. So there's uh, there's no big dinosaurs in any of the templates at all because I'm kind of disappointed. Not kidding. <laughs> no big dinosaurs. There's uh, we don't even have any because images can hurt deliverability anyways. Mm-hmm. So like, anytime you think you want to put an image in the email, don't like just what wrap about, it in a PDF. What about um, like a like a small company logo in your um, yeah, like PNG cool. in the signature? Perfect. Okay, that's fine. Fine, you know, okay. but like. When would you ever open up your Gmail, start typing an email to one person and like throw an image in there when you'd never spoke? So why yeah. would you do it? <laughs> oh, like, why would you do it? Yeah. No big just, dinosaurs. It, no big dinosaurs. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the only thing. If, if someone takes away one thing from this video, <laughs> that's it. No I big swear, dinosaurs. Go and, go and search. Like, it, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a couple examples. You can put a big red X on them. That's but, so yeah, ridiculous. It's crazy. And, like, companies were like linking to it as like, this is the truth. These are like the best <laughs> templates ever. And they're just, they're just weak. cheesy. They're cheesy. Ryan, they're Ryan said they're weak, man. <laughs> weak sauce. If anybody's doing that, you got to stop. So that's, that's pretty cool. We've, we've kind of been a little bit over time here, but, um, Ryan, you know, okay. So is there any last tips or anything that you would want to, you know, wrap up with or, or talk about before we get into the special gift that we have everybody or for everybody today? Yeah. So, I mean, go get a reply account. It's free. Um, we have in-app real-time chat. Just let us know where you found us. You found us here and we'll just buy your first month. So awesome you have that to work with just like i said let us know where you found us um follow the steps in the app like create a campaign write some emails we link you out to all the content for me it's a it's a two-night process a couple glasses of bourbon each right where i'll write them one night late at night let it mellow come back the next day review like get out of the the analysis or the paralysis by analysis mode mm-hmm. get an account write some emails string up a campaign send emails to at least two people and and just like get that done get the check mark for the day and like that's that's really what you need to do um if you if you dig it once you're kind of in the family then we'll talk we can set up a call or or you know review anything like that but get a reply if i account um let us know where you found us we'll give it to you for free for your first month we have a free forever plan too um but let us upgrade your account for the first month and just get, just get it started. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, paralysis by analysis because of information overload nowadays with all the different stuff that's on the internet, like people just don't take action anymore. (laughs) So that's like the more self-development side that I talk about sometimes, you know, a lot actually on my channel um, and podcasts. So yeah, just, just do it. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I I like that, that you're going to give everybody, you know, a free month if you can upgrade their account to get them started. Um, because, you know, some people might not want to go ahead and they, they might want to test it out a little bit to see if it works. And I'm going to tell you right now, cold email is going to work if you follow what Ryan said. Just just make sure that your templates and everything that you're doing are personalized with people's information. Do a little bit of research on them. Um, just make sure that you have like, you know, a good amount of follow ups because I think the sales process is like or the 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 rule or whatever is like usually the sale doesn't close until like the fifth to 12th follow-up or something like that. And that doesn't have to just be email. So you could write, you know, have like five email follow-ups, but in between that you have phone calls, LinkedIn requests, things like that, that counts as like a, a, you know, point of contact or like a, like a follow-up. So 
you know, if, if you want business, you've got to go get it. And Replyify is definitely a good way to, to do that and automize it and make it not look like automation. So um, I believe I'm going to have either like a referral link or like an affiliate link below or something like that yep. in my description um, to, you know, see, you know, if you guys want to go ahead and try out Replyify and then you can email Ryan um, if you have like any, you know, um, if you use the referral link and it somehow doesn't give you like the free month or something like that, email Ryan at team at replyify.com. Um, and then he'll go ahead and, you know, just talk to you real quick and, you know, schedule or uh, set up the account correctly, you know, based on the offer that he, you know, talked about today. But um, yeah, you know, I appreciate, you know, you Ryan po uh, hopping on the call and just talking about tons of different tips that are super, you know, beneficial for anybody that wants to do cold email or just wants to market their business in general, because anybody that's not doing cold email or just email marketing nowadays, like definitely needs to be doing it. It's nowhere near dead. There's still opt or open rates of probably like 35% or something like that, I would say, if not more. Um, so it's a good resource. And um, yeah, just check out all the links in the description. And then one last thing, Ryan. So um, you okay with me? Just want to get that on video, basically. Have you okay with me uploading it to YouTube and also like my podcast yeah, and everything? Most definitely. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, again, I appreciate it, Ryan. Thank you very much. And uh, other than that, I think that is it. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Pleasure, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. See you.